0: Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey, everybody welcome to Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts Mark and Phil back once again to talk investing finance and retirement and Phil let's go through top 10 tax questions for retirees in 2023 uh you are right. in the midst of it all right we listen. are in the
1: we are in the midst of it that is for right. sure so
0: yeah you're falling everyone, everyone's the tax.
1: finally got all their documents I think except for yeah. those few lingering 1099s that always come in late but
0: Right, right. Yep. So what I want to do is I want to try, there's quite a bit here. I want to try to blow through these and try to give some people some things to think about. Uh, Obviously, if you need more details, definitely reach out to Phil. But these are just some ideas for you to think about talking with your CPA or talking with your uh, financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And of course, Phil is both of those things. So uh, let's jump in and we'll break down a few of these things. Again, some top questions for folks to ponder for 2023. Number one, what are the tax implications, Phil, of withdrawing money from retirement accounts? That's sometimes something that people overlook. We, we save right. money in these buckets, but which ones like how do they affect us tax wise?
1: Yeah, so I mean that can be kind of a loaded question. It, it, the reality is if you think of it kind of the normal way, you're in whatever your marginal bracket is, the 10, 12, 22, 24, whatever you know based on income, right. So for instance, married couple this year is around 83 taxable. You're above that now you're you're into the 22 percent bracket below that in the 12. that's mm-hmm. um, kind of that threshold. So you would think, oh, well, that's 10 or 12 or maybe 22% federal and then whatever your state tax is. Right. Um, so that's kind of in its simplistic form, what it could be. The, the challenge with that, though, is that we'll get into number two when you talk about Social Security is that when you blend Social Security income with that RMD or income from the IRA account all of a sudden your taxes effectively end up going up just because of how the formula for taxation of social security works.
0: Well, how you, how you pull and where you pull correct from the accounts, is important because it will affect number two, which is can my, will my social security be taxed possibly, right?
1: Yeah. And it's for most people, it is um, taxed at some level and, and it's ranging anywhere between 50 and uh, 85% is kind of the threshold you go through. I mean, the reality is if you look at it from a percentage of your total, yeah, it can be zero up to 85, but the, the two tiers you go through is a 50% threshold then an 85% threshold. Mm-hmm. And as your provisional income, which is basically all your income, including tax exempt interest, and then in just half of the social security uh, income or benefit is that provisional income. So that's the the threshold. Uh, that the IRS uses to determine how much of that Social Security benefit then becomes taxable. So right. that's what I said. And that's where it gets to be really kind of crazy math that as you get above these top thresholds, for instance, married, 44000 is provisional income. Once you get above that, for every dollar above that, $0.85 cents of your Social Security benefit becomes taxable.
0: Yeah. And that's so not a tax bracket, folks. It's not it's a tax, tax bracket. Out. I
1: always right. joke and say they're greedy, but they're not that greedy. You know, it's right. not, yeah, it's not 85% taxable. But I mean, if you had you know another $1,000 of IRA distributions and you're just in the 12% bracket, well, because of that $1,000, you're getting taxed on the $1,000 of IRA as well as another $850 of Social Security. So you didn't get any more Social Security benefit, you just have the privilege now of paying tax on another 850 because of the 1000 that came out. <laughs> You're welcome. <So>, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those kind of a goofy math formulas. So you got to be yeah. really careful and plan it out. Um, one of the reasons we do Roth conversions is, you know, depending on how you shift and position it's a, those lower buckets, the taxable
0: income, right?
1: Yeah. If yeah. if we can change the mix and makeup of your income so that it's a larger percentage from Social Security, and then less from IRAs, pensions, those kind of income, you know, even blend in the Roth. Now we can drop down the taxation of Social Security and change yeah. your whole tax picture long term.
0: So, so one and two definitely play with. They play hand other.
1: in hand. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number three, uh, pensions, a state, is that a state by state? Is there a federal thing? Uh, yeah. Do, so do for they get taxed
1: for federal, they, it's ordinary income, you know, okay. so I mean, it's going to be taxed at what, again, whatever your bracket, 10, 12, 22, et cetera. Um, okay. For states, yeah, it's a state by state, depending, you know, some states it's based on if it's a state pension um, for Michigan, they've changed this rule several times. And in fact, they're in the middle of changing it again. I think kind of walking back some of the things they, they used to be more generous on pensions, especially for state pensions, um, right. you know, it was uh, not taxed. So again, that's going to be a state by state, just understand what your state is, but from a federal it's, yeah, it's ordinary income.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Number four, the Secure Act. How might it affect retirement income taxes? I will say that, Phil, we just did at the end of the year, just a few weeks back, a two-parter on the new Secure Act changes. But quickly, this is probably what, RMDs? Yeah, I mean,
1: probably the biggest piece out of it that you would want to look at for taxes is RMDs, you know, them pushing that RMD age out now to 73 or 75 if you're born in 1959 or after so.
0: Yeah, yep. and again, if you want like to get really into the nitty gritty, folks, go check out sure. the two parter we did. Uh, yep. Just It'll a have all the ago. ins and outs
1: on it, and yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll we can put up a, a link in the in the, um, the show description as well. Sure, uh, make it easy for you. All right, so the number five: Are there any spe- uh, special tax deductions or credits available for retirees? Not really. I mean, it's um, you know, it's usually you get into
1: retirements, a lot of the deductions end up going away. The standard deduction is the best option. Credits, you know, the residential energy credit. I mean, there's some, you know, credits out there for like home improvements that are energy efficient, Right. pretty small, you know, so nothing major, but yeah, nothing specifically for retirees per se.
0: No disability type of things or anything? No, no. Because we're, the current tax bracket, we really can't, most people are, well, it can't, but most people just aren't doing the itemized. Because Right. Yeah. Hitting. I
1: mean, most people with the current, yeah, the current standard deduction at where it's at today, just, it doesn't make sense. You don't have enough at such a high hurdle to try it could, to get that over. That could change so.
0: in 26. Well, we, it is.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, slated it to change. Back. So, I mean, unless right. Congress acts and, and changes what's on the books today, it's all going to go back to what it was and standard I mean, deduction.
0: And maybe, maybe that answer changes.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. That, you know, standard deduction gets cut back, personal exemptions come back. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. Now we're back right. into planning for itemized again, maybe. Okay.
0: So. Yeah. So something yep. to at least think about in the future radar mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, okay. So uh, here's an interesting one. Now a lot of Michiganders, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously where your office is based. Of course, you've got clients everywhere, but people in general, we've seen uh, quite the mass exodus from many. A high tax state yep. to lower tax state. So number six is that something to consider? Like how that might affect your tax strategy if you are well, you were just in Florida, for example.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's a consideration. I mean, I, I had that discussion often with clients, especially if they've already got a second home. You know, maybe a vacation home in Florida. It's for Michiganders, pretty common. Um, Florida doesn't have an income tax, you know, right? But it's obviously, be Michigan your, does. Yeah. But I mean, they have higher sales tax and, you know, then you get into county sales taxes too. And it's a whole, you got to look at beyond just the the income tax because there's the property It's got to be your main,
0: it's got to be your main residence though. They don't. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, you can't just pick and choose. There's a bunch of hurdles you got to go through to, to qualify, quote unquote, you know, you've got a bottom line. It's, it has to be your primary residence, spend the majority of your time there. So more than six months. Yeah. You know, in Florida has become pretty difficult uh, at this. They they want to make sure this well, is your resident. So, well, sure, everybody you know, goes
0: there. So they, they right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, they're, they're
1: not just going to let you check the box and say, Yep, I'm a resident. They're going to, yeah. they want to see the details. Show me the utility bills, you know, the driver's license, the whole, yeah. whole gamut. So,
0: oh, yeah. But can point. it
1: be worth it? Yeah. I mean, if, if we've got a lot of clients, we do rock conversions, you know, and I mean, if you're converting 100 grand and Michigan's paying, you know, you pay them four and a quarter percent. Sure, four thousand bucks to, to change to be a Florida resident. You know, I mean, again, as long as it qualifies
0: and yeah,
1: you meet all the requirements, so
0: it could maybe be a stay an extra
1: a month in Florida to kind of swing the bar that direction, and so yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. see so yeah, a month in Florida, month with potholes. <laughs> That's bottles and- right. Although, especially you know,
1: this time of year, a month in Florida, or
0: <laughs> although all traffic is just as bad in both places, though. So. Oh, it's it, yeah, it's horrendous. Both places traffic is terrible. Uh, all right, so number seven. Uh, charitable contributions, tax benefits there. Again, does that kind of hit us because of where we're at with the whole deduction thing now? Or?
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that really gets back into that itemized deduction thing. Um, they, they had the last couple of years with COVID, either an additional 300 or 600 for married couples that you could take for charity in addition to your standard, but they, right. they did away with that this year. Yeah. That was kind of a COVID special for charities to try to help Encourage people to still uh, do their donations. But yeah, yeah, charitable planning, there's a a whole gamut we can get into beyond that. Um, If you are charitably inclined, one consideration, and we work with clients in this a lot, is using what's called a donor advised fund or some other kind of a charitable charitable trust Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where we can accelerate and do large contributions in one year. Um, So it gets them way over the threshold. Now they qualify and get the deduction.
0: Right. I mean, right.
1: now in the future, make your contributions out of that charitable trust or donor advice fund, um, you know, and then you're below the threshold that doesn't matter anyway. So, I mean, there's there's ways around it. Uh, qualified charitable distributions out of your IRA, that's another one. You know, yep. so once you're 70 and a half, you know, if you are charitably inclined, no longer a reason to pay for charity out of your just your normal checking account or savings, um, pay for it out of the IRAs because... Yep. Now it's not income to you counts as a required minimum distribution. It, it goes back that. to
0: that top one. It helps yeah. that top income level. Plus it also helps the RMB. Yep. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you weren't getting the deduction anyways, cause you weren't above the threshold. So it it helps check a lot of the boxes off. So
0: yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah so okay. if you're charitably inclined, make sure you have that discussion because there are ways to, to incorporate that into your plan and, not technically get the deduction, maybe, but but have yeah. it work out for your your benefits. So. And,
0: and that's what I was going to say. So I'm glad you brought that because, but it doesn't. You've got a plan. I mean, there's you've got to strategize to get yes. this to get this to happen. So, yep. uh, can like any of these, you know, they you, we just don't kind of get to fall into them uh, for right. the most part. We have to really kind of work at some of this stuff. Um, number eight: tax considerations for gifting money. Mm-hmm. Kids, grandkids. I know we can. I know what is it? What seven? <clears throat> is it Seventeen thousand? Yeah,
1: something like that. They, I mean, you, there's no real tax considerations necessarily. I mean, there's no okay. benefit. They're not. I always joke with my clients. They're not a charity. You know, as much as right. they may seem right. like sometimes. Does, you know, you don't does get that a that lower
0: deduction. your. Does that lower your income though?
1: It, it doesn't lower income. Yeah, there's oh, okay. no deduction for it. I mean, it's, okay. <clears throat> it basically is is just removes it from the estate. And I, the, ah. so the whole gifting side of it really relates to estate tax. Okay. Um, Which right and, now and it's still really And That's high. why it's there. They don't want somebody to to give away everything to avoid estate tax.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: that's the purpose. Is there's this threshold. So even if you're above that, you might have to file a quote unquote gift tax return. But that doesn't mean you're paying tax. All that does is you're okay. using a portion of your lifetime, you know, thirteen or fifteen million, whatever it is today, of your um, exclusion, right? Gotcha. Your exemption which for most people, it's not even a conservative issue. You're never going to get there anyway. So, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's from an income tax standpoint, there is no, no ramification, no benefit.
0: All right, Phil. So number nine, are there any tax issues with starting a, uh, you know, a smaller side business, mm-hmm. a side hustle, as we like to say right now, you know. Yeah,
1: which that that's become a real popular gig, so to speak, in COVID with, uh, sure. you know, whoever, retirees or or not. Um, is there any tax ramifications? No, I mean, it can be a benefit. I mean, anytime you have a, a, a side business, um, right. obviously depends on your specific scenario, but any items you're using for that business, like your cell phone, your internet, you know, computers, depending on what that business is. Um, travel. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that could come into that, that, that could be deductible. Um, right. an, another piece that often but you gotta gets have overlooked. money coming in, but you have to have money coming in. Right. I mean, th- you can't have this loss every year. I mean, there's what they call the hobby loss rules, right? So you can't yeah. have a, a quote unquote hobby that you generate a little revenue from, but you lose money every year. There's gotta be yeah, a you, profit. You can motive. probably do
0: a couple of years, but after that, yeah. You want
1: to- yeah. I mean, they, they look at three out of five, it's kind of the general rule. I mean, it's not a hard and set rule where they're, you know, they're monitoring it And that third year, you better be making money. Right. You know, it's just a general rule that they come back to that if you're continuously losing money, at some point, you're probably going to get caught and they're going to say, okay, wait a minute, this is this a hobby? You know, is there profit motive? You know, why are you doing this? And at the end of the day, there has to be profit motive. Yeah. And the other piece is going to be Medicare premiums, you know, so uh once you're in a business, now technically your your Medicare premiums can be considered self-employed health insurance. Okay. Um, so that takes that itemized deduction, you know, which most people don't qualify for medical itemized anyways and throws it above the line.
0: Right. So there could be some benefit there. So Okay. Uh, and then finally know. number 10, I said mm-hmm. top 10, dealer's yep. choice. What what have you got that I missed?
1: Um, I would say dealing with uh, Medicare premiums, you know, um, that, oh, okay. that's kind of one of those big uh, gotchas out there that um, oftentimes people are g- getting caught off guard, not really realizing what happens. And, you know, they file their tax return and two years later, they get this notice from Medicare saying, oh, by the way, your your new Medicare premium for this year is double what it is for, you know, your normal premium. Oh, you wow. just have to be very conscious of um. Doing Roth conversions, whatever it is, that that as your your modified adjusted gross income, they call it. So basically your front page income plus um, tax exempt interest, once that gets above certain tiers for married versus single, now you start to pay additional Medicare premium.
0: And that's what Um, that's what bumps you up when you bump up a a, uh, an income tier.
1: Well, and yeah, and these are totally different income tiers. So it's not the tax brackets, that's something different.
0: Okay, so they're another set of numbers. They go Yeah, up. so
1: for instance, um, for 2023, it's always a two-year look back, right? So for 23, they were looking at 21's tax return. And the base tier for singles is 97, for married is 194. So if your modified adjusted gross income is below that, you just pay the 164.90, which is the Medicare B premium and whatever your Part gotcha. D, your, your prescription drug premium is. Gotcha. As that modified modified adjusted gross income goes above that, now you start to hit these tiers. And and the difference between this and like a tax bracket, with tax brackets, if you go above a tax bracket, it's just that marginal piece, whatever is above Yeah. this. So for instance, married filing joint 194, if you have 194.01, so a dollar more, boom, you're in that tier. And now your Part B premium per person went from one sixty four ninety to two thirty eighty per person. You know, yeah. so I mean, it it's just it, I treat it like a tax, the, the way I always look at it, because it's based on income. It's more you have to pay. Sure. Um, just understand it, especially if you're doing some planning, Roth conversions, things like that. And this is always a discussion we have with clients. Hey, if we're doing this, you're you're going to probably get pushed into these tiers. But the other thing to consider is if you don't do it, what does it look like down the road when RMDs hit and all these other factors, you might end up getting pushed into those tiers later on anyways. So okay.
0: yeah, that's a good one. So yet another good tax tip here from yep. Phil on Phil's Tax Hacks, right? So that's what we're, that's that's right. what we're that's talking right. about. So, all right, well, we're going to jump out, let you get back on with your day, Phil. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. As always, folks, if you need some help, especially around tax time, but don't forget, it's not just the annual tax prep, right? It's yeah. also uh, all year long doing tax planning to be more right. efficient uh, in retirement as well. So give him a call. If you got some questions, get on the calendar, 248-888-7530. That's 248 888 The number is on the screen as well. Or stop by Phil's Taxhacks.com. That's phillstaxhacks.com. Buddy, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. We'll catch you next time right here on the podcast. This has been Phil's Tax Hacks and Other yeah. Retirement Facts